0: You're listening to the FUVFC podcast on WFUVSports.org. March 1st, 2018, FUVFC, John Furlong here with you. Christian Hoban with me as always, my right-hand man. Christian, thank you for filling in for me while I was away on the other side of the earth. And welcome back, I might add. Thank you, Christian. I appreciate it. It was a great time over in Korea, but... Um, yeah, I'm glad to be back. I'm not gonna lie. Long, still getting over the jet lag. Got back Monday night. It is Thursday as we're recording this, and my sleep schedule is still in complete shambles. It's, oh yeah. It's what was it? Four, it's 14 hours ahead. It's 14 hours ahead, and it was about a it was a 16 hour flight because oh. we had to we had to fly from the local airport on the East Coast to Seoul, and then all the way back to America with a little 30 minute layover to refuel, and it was it was tough. The way back was tough, but it's I'm glad I'm back. Glad I'm here, and uh, I'm glad I'm talking soccer because there's a there was a lot going on. I was there covering the Olympics, but there was a lot going on in the world of soccer, especially with my with my team Chelsea. There's a probably one of the biggest, probably most of the biggest stories that happened while I was gone was with them. I mean, yeah. it, it started off with their 3-0, or excuse me, their four. That was their four one loss to Watford, and I was just kind of sitting there in front of the TV, like, wow, how did that just happen? <laughs> and then that one one draw with with. Uh, with Barcelona, and then the 2-1 loss to Manchester United. We'll get into them in just a little bit. We'll talk about your Spurs team. They are currently in the top four. My Chelsea are not. Bit of an interesting little flip-flop there. Most of the season, Spurs have been in fifth. Right now, Spurs have moved up into the fourth spot. We'll talk about your guys. We'll talk about how they're facing Juve in the Champions League final uh, round of 16, the second leg. That one's at Wembley, 2-2 in Turin I think it's going to be a fantastic game. We'll t- get into our predictions in just a little bit later, but I think that's going to be a real real a real fun matchup. Oh yeah, I think it's going to be a lot
1: of fun. The first matchup was an incredible game. Uh two quick goals t- for Juve. It was first and-
0: 10 minutes was Juve, rest of the game was yeah, all was they, all Spurs. And
1: it was the entire rest of the game. Spurs yeah. just took control and Juventus let them. I mean, we we talked about this when it happened a couple weeks ago, but it's just it was a domination in the midfield for Tottenham, which has been their key, but nobody talks about it. Like Nobody talks about Musa Dembele, but he was the key for Tottenham in that game, getting back into that game. Christian Eriksen, guys like that, just the engine for Spurs that just
0: overwhelmed Juventus for the last 80 mm-hmm. minutes. Yeah, and we're going to talk about Arsenal a little bit. Your arch rival, a couple hours ago, oh, boy. man, they had, took an absolute shellacking. You're just <sighs> smiling ear to ear right now. You are absolutely loving it. Wenger in was the first thing you yes. said to me. When you came in, it's it's just sad to see Arsenal in this state. Is it? Okay, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not, especially not for you, but it's they are a big club. They're a massive club in yeah. England, probably top three, top four club in England. I mean, definitely top three, top four. Maybe you could argue yeah. that they're second to Manchester United in terms of pure history of the club, but they're falling on real, real tough times, and... There's only one man to blame, in my opinion, and we'll get into that in just a little bit. Just a bit of a shortened episode today due to scheduling. We'll talk about, uh, we'll tease our MLS preview that's coming next week. We're going to have all our beat writers in here. It's going to be a great preview. We're going to have a really good time. We're also going to talk about, obviously, the Champions League, everything that went down on our next week's show. But this week's show, we're going to start out with something. You texted me yesterday, and you were very, very angry, and it makes sense why. I was like, why is he texting me about this? But VAR was a massive, massive story yesterday in the Rochdale-Spurs game. Christian, take it away. You told me you wanted to start with this, so go ahead. All right,
1: so here's my thing. I'm watching this match. I, I wasn't paying that close of attention to it. I had other Roch- things to it do and Rochdale. it's Rochdale. It's, I mean, it's the fifth round of the FA Cup. That is how you pronounce it, right? Rochdale, yeah. Okay. I mean, that, unless all the commentators were wrong okay. on the yesterday, <laughs> which it's Fox Sports one, so I won't put it past was them. it Was it John Strong? I I, I forget who it was, oh. but it was the Fox Sports guy, so oh, I wouldn't God. put it past him to I get it completely either. wrong. Wouldn't either. Um, but so Spurs score a goal in probably, I think, the ninth or tenth minute. Um, a Pretty simple goal. It's a rebound in front of the net. Lamella puts it away and then they're going to celebrate and they're going to line up for the kickoff and the ref just has his hand to his ear and isn't starting play again and they've no the commentators don't know what's going on the fans in the crowd there's booing nobody knows what's going on it's Tottenham have just scored it's 1-0 everybody's happy and he's like no he's reviewing it but it, i mean everybody was onside there's no clear and obvious error and uh, urente who didn't score the goal apparently gave a little shove to one of the defenders and that's a clear and obvious error no it's not that, no, it that, wasn't. That's an absolute mistake. They had they had was. each other's shirts, and the defender fell, and Llorente didn't because he's 6'5 and is bigger than the defender, but the defender just fell over. Y- so you go back and review it, and they called it a no goal, but it took like a full 90
0: seconds you, of him just standing that's there. Ridic- no, that's ridiculous, and it takes the whole pace out of the game, and there were six added minutes at the end of the yeah, first half. Yeah, there like, were like, when six added minutes at the like, end of the first
1: half because they did... Probably half a dozen reviews. They were reviewing fouls that were outside the box to see if they carried into the box. They reviewed Sun had a penalty disallowed and then they reviewed that because he stopped in his run up and then they stopped play. Rochdale had a penalty shout, but it went out for a goal kick. They didn't call the penalty, so Vorm restarts it quickly and they blow the whistle, stop play and go to the VAR to check the penalty. It's it killed the momentum of the game. It was
0: But you also want to get calls right. But you did. You want to get calls right. You you did. They were getting them wrong. You did say it though, Christian. Clear and obvious. And that is the only way VAR is going to work. There needs to be the only way VAR is going to work is if it can review and change blatantly incorrect decisions from and the referee. And quickly. And quickly. It can't be... It's got to be 60 seconds max. It's got to yeah. be 30 seconds on average. It yeah, can't be more than that. Yeah, there,
1: there are calls that even went Tottenham's way that I'm like, what are you doing? Exactly, Like, exactly. Kieran Trippier's fouled outside the box, and they go and, like, take 90 seconds to review whether... He got into the box before the foul was being done committed, and they take 90 seconds and he's got his hand to his ear. And nobody knows what's <laughs> going on. and here the other thing is they don't explain it to the crowd.
0: Yeah that, they don't explain the to do it
1: The NFL and the NHL are really bad with how long they take to do it, but at least they explain. They're ruling. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, the people in the crowd are like, what the heck just happened? Yeah, that's, that's Why so was unfair. that no goal? Why Like, why is this a penalty now? Why isn't that a penalty? It was absolutely insane. Destroyed the momentum of the game. And Tottenham ended up in the first half
0: 1-1 at the end of the first half, having scored three times. That- <laughs> <laughs> it is crazy to think about when you say, "Yeah, they scored three times, but only one of them counted because of VAR." And they v- ended up scoring six goals. What if it were eight? One, a- yeah. <laughs> seriously, no. VAR is. It's. I'm glad that it's only in the FA Cup right now. Yeah. It's. And there's a lot of. There's things a that need lot to, be- to work. Is out. it going to be in the World Cup this summer? I I'm not sure. I know they had it at. They had it somewhere. Did they have it at the Confederations Cup? Yeah, I think they did. Okay, yeah. I remember it being there this summer. And it, I mean, that was the only international competition this summer. Yeah, so it had they,
1: they. I hope they don't do it in the World Cup because there's a. I don't. It has potential, yet. but it, it yes. has a lot of kinks to work out. Hundred percent, it does have. Potential. I don't even. I don't want to see it in the Premier League yet. I want to see another year of it in the FA Cup, maybe the League Cup. Just work it out. Because they, they, it's the problem. I mean, the official on the field gets gets all the flack for it because they're the ones on camera with their hand to the ear. But the video it's official has to yeah. be quicker. That's the because the commentators are looking at two or three replays and saying, "Okay, this is what the call should be," and then we've got forty five seconds Ex- with the ref exactly. And Everybody that happens, can see what, and the call that
0: happens is. in the NFL too when it when you're looking at a call and the commentators like, "Oh, this is definitely a catch." When it was when it was ruled not a catch, and literally everybody's like, "Okay, like what are we waiting right, for? It's like it's catch. clearly a catch. Like why is there two yeah. more minutes here? Yeah. Like come on, it's it is ridiculous. It, it's got potential, but you're right. It, and, it and, needs to be a lot of things worked and
1: out they're... Have been in the history of soccer a lot of famous missed calls that VAR could have helped with. Absolutely, but but you need to. You it can't be tick t- ticky tack calls. It can't be every goal. You can't be true. every foul call. Oh, was it in the box? Like just clear and got, obvious errors. Clear and they obvious. Have, it's gotta be have the big to things. Make that
0: much more defined what a clear and obvious error is no you're 100 correct christian we're going to move on a little i'm sure we're going to talk about var at some point if not this year next year because it's yeah. one of the big big problems facing soccer in in the next few years to come all right we're going to talk about arsenal because they played today we'll talk about them pretty briefly i mean i remember luke Fiore came in here and said if if Aubameyang comes to arsenal which he did I'm throwing my top four out the window and I think they could make it. They are currently 10 points out of the top 4 with 10 games to play. So they are oh, they are That's
1: insurmountable. They
0: are 99% sure out of the Champions League by the league route. They could win the Europa League. They got a very very tough tie against a strong AC Milan team. AC yeah. Milan playing really really well, especially defensively going to the San Siro. That's going to be really tough for a team that lacks character like Arsenal does. It's it's a rough rough time if you're a Gunners fan. Yeah, I mean, honestly, at this point, they should focus
1: on the Europa League because it's the only way they're getting in the Champions League. I mean,
0: and it's not like they're going to fall to
1: sixth or seventh. Not that it yeah, matters. Yeah, yeah, they're going to fall once, to seventh or eighth. It yeah, not that once, it matters. Yeah, I mean, who cares once you're outside the top five? I mean. What are they? They've they're, got enough. There are eight points up on Burnley for seventh. They've got enough so, money
0: that it doesn't matter. Like one league position isn't going to yeah, really matter for them. Yeah, they need to throw everything at, at the
1: Europa League. And they're and they're eight points up on Burnley with ten matches to go. Exactly. So, it's so not, they're they're, they're, not, they're
0: literally marooned in, in sixth, sixth place. place. Right now. Yeah. There's yeah. ten points ahead of them. It's it, it's crazy. I mean, they I, who? Let's ask this question. Obviously, Arsene Wenger is to blame. Everybody with in with. Everybody who thinks about this rationally obviously knows that Arsene Wenger is the problem. Been there for way too long. Overstayed his welcome. From a managerial perspective and from a administrative perspective, obviously Stan Kroenke has done a, a very poor job. The fans are very very upset with him. From a player's perspective, who do you, who do you lay the blame mostly on? Um, Mesut Ozil.
1: Really? I did he, not think you were going to say that. He's their best player, but. He you, you just don't hear about him. I mean, he's he's capable of incredible things. And he's just so frustratingly inconsistent, which I mean, he's their best player. Bar none. There's no doubt in my mind that mesodozo is their best player. And when you're performing poorly, the blame should rest on your best player. And I think he might have even been at times their best player when they had Sanchez. I mean Sanchez is overall a better player than Ozo. Yeah. But Ozo is the key for that team and he might be performing well, but when you're the best player on a team, you take the blame for your team's poor form.
0: Yeah. No, I I'll protect Ozo a little bit. I think that he's the type of player. He's not a flashy player. When he is at his best, it's because of all this crazy assist that he had or like this great piece of skill. But I thought about this question as I was asking it. I don't know if there's any player I want to say. You know who I want to say? I want to say Hector Bellerin. I really do. I feel like he, he's really disappointed. I ever, really. He got
1: a lot of hype as like the best right back in the Premier League, like towards the beginning of last season, absolutely. and ever since then he has been terrible. absolutely
0: awful. I know. I know he was being linked with Barcelona at the yeah. beginning of last season. I mean, it makes sense because he's Spanish and he's young, but. He encapsulates everything that is wrong with Arsenal. Just yes. more putting more effort into things that don't matter. Like he's always on Instagram, always really bantering with friends and all that. When it comes to the pitch, he's getting roasted yeah. by by mediocre wingers. He's yeah. getting he's not getting roasted. It's okay if you get roasted by Sane, Salah, Hazard. That's like that's one thing. But he's out there getting roasted by mediocre wingers. Like come on, dude. You're, you you got to be better than that. I know he's yeah. young, but he's he's got to be better than that.
1: Yeah, and it, their their whole defense has not been good. Oh, but, but Stafy has been awful mis- too. Where is he gone this year? Yeah, I mean, I, I, and I think it all it does come back to the manager. I think they're just exhausted of playing for him. Oh my god, you like because no these are passion, talented players. These are t- this is a talented squad. This is not a squad that should be ten points out of fourth place. No. If you just like looking at this lineup, this is actually a very good lineup that they played today against Manchester City. They had no business losing, giving up three goals in the first half. They had no business with this lineup giving up no, three goals in the first half. Manchester no, absolutely Manchester City are great, don't get me wrong, but come on. I mean, this is a great lineup. Mesut Ozil, I, I love Aubameyang. I love Mkhitaryan for them. I think he could be a great fit for them, but they're just... They're just exhausted of playing for the sa- doing the same thing, playing for the
0: same guy for twenty years, and yeah, oh my god, it, it, nothing changes. I feel so bad for those players. I I he, guess I don't feel ba- I don't know if I feel bad for the players. I just feel bad for the fans, honestly. Yes. So
1: sad. Yeah, I mean, even as even I I know I was smiling earlier, but it is kind of sad to it, see it, this roster
0: wasted. And one hundred percent. I mean, if all these players, I mean, what has Lacazette done? Where is he gone? Yeah. He's he's what? a he's a fantastic player. And he has just been absolutely here's wasted. A, here's
1: a fun fact: across all competitions, if you in the calendar year 2018, Pierre Pierre Emerick Aubameyang and Alexander Lacazette, across all competitions in 2018, have two goals combined. Fernando Llorente
0: has three <laughs> because he had three yesterday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's crazy to think about. What does Lacazette have? One of them, or is it yeah, one and one, one? each? Okay, it is yeah. one each. Okay, I couldn't. I can't remember the last time you scored. That's just one one thing to a great way to encapsulate they, the way they, he's played this year yeah and uh, it's
1: and that's not even necessarily the fault of the strikers I mean I I would put no it's I, not it, it Lacazette has been poor but I I wouldn't necessarily put blame on Aubameyang he's just joined the team Um it's so it's the fault of the midfield their midfield just gets overrun Granit Xhaka
0: he oh what a waste of money he, co- he cost the same amount of money as N'Golo Conte. just want to put that out there yeah. N'Golo Conte is reigning player of the year Granit Xhaka well, is getting schooled thirty something million, just yeah. above thirty million, which is
1: about what Liverpool paid paid for Mo Salah. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. What a what a disaster that yeah. was. Yeah, it's a lot of not spending money when they need to, and when they do spend money, it's on the wrong players. Right. And it's or not developing the players properly. Yeah, it's and, an absolute mess. And they, they even I, they even made some good moves this winter. Aubameyang, Mkhitaryan. Yeah, Great those moves. are those are solid yeah. moves. But yeah, they're just not developing well because it starts at the top. Right. It does. All right. So biggest game of this past weekend in the Premier League: Chelsea, Man United. Big, big for the top four race. If Chelsea would have won that, that would have put the pressure on Man United in the top. That would have brought them back and really made it a a four-team race for three spots. Now Man United are kind of up there. They've got a bit of a cushion now after that win over Chelsea. And now Chelsea are the ones who find themselves on the outside looking in. I'm not too worried about it. I think there's a lot of time left to play. I don't trust Liverpool just yet. Spurs aren't as good as they maybe are made out to be, and they still have to come to the bridge in April and Chelsea always do put up at least a, a great effort against Spurs at the bridge because there's that hoodoo. Spurs haven't won at the bridge since 1990. Hopefully that continues this year because we need it more than ever, and that's good. that might be the game that decides top four. Christian, from your perspective as a Spurs fan, your thoughts on how this top four race is going to shape up? I think this
1: weekend is going to have huge implications because Chelsea have Manchester City. I'm going to go on a limb. I think I th- I've got Chelsea winning this game against Man City. Chelsea have Manchester City this weekend and Tottenham have Huddersfield. So there is a big opportunity for Tottenham this weekend. That would be five points. That would be five points Uh, if Tottenham get that win at home against Huddersfield and Chelsea have Manchester City who have been one of the best teams in Europe. Unstoppable. this year. So, yes, Chelsea are absolutely capable of beating Manchester City this weekend, but it's going to take a Herculean effort, and it is a huge match because five points with nine matches to go – is not insurmountable, but it's a That's lot tough. harder that than sounds, two points. Yeah,
0: that sounds pretty scary. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Wow. At that point, they're basically gonna have to win that match at the bridge. They can't even get a draw. I know, I would 100% yeah. agree with you. Yeah. I mean that. So that they do have to play each other still. So that kind of narrows the gap, considering there is three points to play for. But yeah, that Jesus. That five points by the end of this is. It's quite insurmountable. Again, there are other teams there. There's Liverpool. I'm not 100. I'm not ready to. Pen, I'm not ready to to pencil in Man United just yet in the top four by any way, shape, or form. I I agree with that. I don't I'm think not... they played that well this past week. I mean, like it, I, that was a classic Old Trafford win. Is yes. what it is. They yes, still they still have a lot to prove with their road form. They still got a lot of tough games to play. I'm not sold on them just yet as a as a bona fide top four team. Yeah. Who do they have this weekend? Great question. I do not know. I, I, oh, they're they're away to Crystal Palace. It looks like so. okay. That, so that's, that could that's, be. I could see them drawing that game. Oh, yeah. I really could. Yeah, a letdown that, game that's, that's like kind, that. Yeah,
1: kind of a trap game. Absolutely. Um, so at at this point, by the end. By next week, Liverpool could be in second. Exactly. Yeah, and I mean, I, it's just so fluid.
0: It is. It's yeah, going to be really I, I could fun honestly coming see, down.
1: Yeah, I could honestly see any of these four teams finishing in any of these four spots. 100%. Yeah. And that is like, that is
0: going to be the, because obviously City have won the league. They won it back in, like, October, let's be honest here. But this top four race is going to be one of the more fun, unless somebody drops out. Like, I could honestly... If there was one team that could just, like, fall apart and really fall out of this race, it would be Chelsea. I'm not going to yeah. lie. because their Yeah, form I, has I do been, agree with that. Their form has been so bad, and I'm just so worried about Morata. And this, the team is starting to... Their team is starting to fall apart at the seams. I'm not yeah. going to lie. It seemed like maybe the team's last stand might have been that matchup against Barcelona because they played well in the first half against Man United, kind of fell apart, and the, the team is just so inconsistent. And when you're trying to come from behind... In, like Chelsea are now trying to chase Spurs who were two points points ahead of them you have to be consistent that's the one thing even if even if you're not getting the main points you can't like win one and then lose one because that just takes all the momentum out you've got to put a good run together and Chelsea haven't done that since I don't know November
1: yeah I and I'm a lot more sold I think on uh Tottenham and Liverpool than I am honestly on Manchester United and Chelsea I'm not at sold this point. I'm
0: not sold on any of those teams I'm not I sold I on earlier. any of them
1: but I'm more sold on Tottenham and Liverpool. I, and I know I am a Spurs fan, so I'm a little biased. But Spurs have been in great form. They, they had that them. brutal stretch. You did,
0: you did with in, in Manchester Dece- United December, and Liverpool. Right? No, oh, recently you had, that's, that's Manchester the United stretch. and Liverpool,
1: okay. and they came out of there seven points in three tough matches. Um, the only drop points being a draw against Liverpool on the road, mm-hmm. and then they come out and get it come, that comeback draw against Juve yeah. on the road. That was a tough, incredibly yeah. impressive, and it's it's. Other players contributing other than Harry Kane, which is the key. Yes. Christian Eriksen has been fantastic. Dele Alley's coming back into form. Moussa Dembele is incredible. So I would say I'm more sold on Tottenham than probably any of the other teams. And they have probably the easiest schedule from here on And They have yeah, that away ta- match yeah. against Chelsea, and they have a home match
0: from Manchester City. And, and other than him. that, they're playing... Bad teams and Spurs have been have proven that they can handle those smaller teams. I mean, just yeah. this past weekend. I mean, all you need is a Harry Kane goal, and he always seems to come up big in those yeah. games. When yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, even even if they're just
0: nothing's happening for eighty minutes, you just keep giving the ball to Harry Kane. He's going to put it in the net. No, you're one hundred percent right. All right, Christian. Final thoughts here: Juve versus Spurs coming up on is that a, a Tuesday or Wednesday? Uh, I believe it's a Tuesday, but I'm not I'm not quite sure. Okay, so this week Juve. Versus Spurs, your thoughts on the match? It is at Wembley. A very impressive 2-2 draw. That's what it is on aggregate so far. Yeah,
1: so it's next Wednesday, I just saw. I I would say it's going to be rough. Uh, Juve are going to be healthier than they were when they played the when Spurs played the away leg, but it's going to be at Wembley. I'm going to give the edge to Spurs, but it's going to be a real close game, and they're going to have to try
0: real hard. It's going to be a, it would be a Pochettino masterclass yes. if they were able to get through in this. I think they've got a real shot. I would I, I really think I would they do. say Spurs are the favorites. Yeah, I, I, think I, you I would, would, would agree with that. Yeah, and I,
1: I, th- I think the way that their midfield dominated Juventus midfield in the away draw is the key for me. If
0: they can do that again or some semblance of that again, I think they're through. We'll talk about that. We'll review that match, I'm sure, in detail next week. We're also going to have our MLS preview. We're going to have all our beat reporters on. We've got some great new ones this year. It's going to be a great show. You want to tune in for that. But for right now, this is FUVFC, and we'll see you next week.